This is a very, very special time. Uh, we have had funny moments in this podcast where we've done certain numbered podcasts that have matched up. Warren Sapp, we got on 99 somehow. And now... And Buster, like Warren Sapp punked Lefko so bad he didn't know what to do. It made him uncomfortable as crap. I know. I, just I, don't even remember, I don't even remember what I said that got me uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't have to say anything to him. He'll but get you But this is episode 141, and we got Buster Screen number 41, 41. in up? the building. 41. All right, so we always start off with the numbers. Do you? Who are the other 41s in the NFL? Do you even pay attention to the other 41s? The other, the only other 41 I know is Terrence Newman, but I'm not oh, sure yes. who he is anymore. But we played for Dallas. Uh, yeah, he was, he was. You're right, and I would have forgot about that. He's not 41 He's anymore. He's not 41 anymore. But I'm curious, did you pick 41 for a reason? Because yeah, I, I wore 41 in high school basketball, and mainly because 20 didn't fit me. Because <laughs> I was a little bit bigger, and I don't need your laughter. But, but I was also, but I would just tell people it was because of Dirk. I was like, Dirk wore 41. That so. guy in a 20 jersey. Yeah. But I wore 41. Quick story. I went to Tennessee, Chattanooga. They like, if you come here, we'll give you number one. That was my high school number. And I got there, and I had number 41. So I'm like, man, who wears 41? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and they, they put me at receiver with number 41. So that's a bad number. That doesn't bad even make number. sense. Who are the other 41 since? Man, I'm, I'm trying to think right now at the top of my head. I don't have anybody coming to my head. Who am I missing? Am I missing an obvious one? Alvin Kamara. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> that dude's baller yes, right now. Yes, baller. Uh, other guys, Captain Munnerlin, Zach Cunningham, linebacker from Houston, uh, Anthony Harris, Minnesota safety. He, he had a balled big last play. week. He really he did. did. Uh, Buster Screen, Dominique Rogers, cromarty Ronald Darby, Byron Maxwell. Wow, there's more than I thought. Yes. Uh, and then all-time guys, Lorenzo Neal was a 41. Brian Piccolo wore 41. Uh, Matt Bowen, our good friend. Roman Harper, Terrence Newman, Antoine Bethay, and Eugene Robinson. And then, of course, Dirk. It's actually a pretty good crew. It's the not names. bad. Yeah, it, it really is. Lefko, Screen, we got everybody. <laughs> uh, we were talking before you got here, Sims, about how much you were a fan of his yes. when he was coming out of Cleveland, yep. when he came to the Jets. And we had to do these ultimate off-seasons where mm-hmm. we'd be like, okay, if this team needs a corner, who do we give them? And Sims would be like, Buster Screen. <laughs> Staple. <laughs> and now, I you guys were both Parisi guys. Parisi guys. And it's funny, just because when I got out of football, you were, what, 2011 draft? 2011 draft. Yeah, so when I got out of football, I just had gotten out and, and retired and basically started going like to the point where I was bored at home. I was like, you know, I'm going to start watching guys coming out in the draft. And I had a film of this guy. And I was like, damn, this guy is kind of impressive. And I liked him. He goes to Cleveland. Kyle Shanahan gets to Cleveland yes. uh, maybe two years after that. Mm-hmm. And just one day, randomly in conversation, I'm like, how's practice going, blah, blah. What about your defense? He goes, man, this Buster Screen, you know anything about him? He's all over. And I was like, man. I know all about Buster Screen. He is the man. And, yeah, so we've had this uh, non-existent life relationship, but I've been a fan of him for a while. And then, yes, Parisi's is a place that I trained at uh, since I was about eighth grade. Yeah. It's up here in North Jersey. It gets guys ready for the draft and things like that. And Sports Stars was the agency that would send their players there, and man. Buster was there as well. So uh, And you would see Sims just walking around in Pops, Big Phil? Yeah, I've seen them all the time, actually. I don't know what you were preparing for, but you I were was in there throwing. Yeah, some days more yeah, because I was probably hanging under the dream. Like somebody sign me, <laughs> so I'll work out, please. <laughs> uh, it's awesome to see you guys doing better. And you were saying that we're actually a team right now. What mm-hmm. is the locker room like now compared to maybe years past? Why, what do you mean by it's a team? Well, I would say in years past. Like, we don't really talk about the past in the facility, but just to, you know, touch on it real quick, years past, the team was a lot older. Mm. A lot older, you know, people on the back ends of their career. And uh, 
I mean, you don't have the certain drive that a rookie who's trying to prove himself would have. Right? Sure. I guess right. you would say. So our team is a lot younger. We got some good rookies, our two safeties, uh, our Darius. Like, we have a lot of good rookies. So we got a lot of good rookies. And then I'm one of the oldest people on the team. I'm only 28. Right. Wow. But just to see everybody just, you know, working towards that same goal and the games that we've been losing, like, we literally lost the game because it was something we did, not the, you know, the Yes, you've like blown that. some games. Yes. Yeah, just like – like Miami, we'll learn from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. That type of deal. Right. So we got something special in New York, and I was telling people at the beginning of the year, I was like, we're not gonna go 0 and 16. You're not crazy. gonna be in the draft for Sam you know Darnold at number one. Right. Yeah. Like that's everybody keeps saying that, but we're like, if you look at the standings, like we still have a chance to get in the a playoffs. chance for sure. And yes. we, we truly believe in our facility that we can still get there. You should. I mm. mean, you look at the group, right? I mean, you could beat the Ravens, certainly. I mean, I know, I'm not talking about teams in your schedule, but you, mm. the Ravens, the Chargers, uh, it's going to be about how you kind of finish out the year. Right. So that's cool. All right. So, yeah, you got rookies. You got a good splash of like veterans, too, like yourself, Mo Wilkerson, Josh McCown on the other side. Mm. But we got to talk about the two safeties first that you're playing with. I mean, we call them New Jack City here. Yeah. Well, isn't that, is isn't that, what that you everybody call them now? Yeah, the first day we came in there, our coach played the New Jack City, the new DB coach, Denard Wilson, Man. played the New Jack City. Said this is gonna be like how we gonna how we're gonna be, and pretty much take over. So. Yeah, Sit two- your five dollar ass down before I make <laughs> change. J- 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so New Jack City. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, the safeties. The safeties. Yeah, Man. just talk about them because I mean they do jump out when you watch you guys on mm-hmm. film for two rookies to and make the impact. And how that allows you to do your thing and be more aggressive. So Jamal and uh, Marcus May, both of them are really good. That's probably the first time in my career I've seen two players step on the field. First day of practice, and they both started. They just belonged. And you yeah, were just the like, first day, they right. were starters. Right. And usually you have a rookie who has, like, ah, oh, we tried to, you know, force the situation. Now we're going to put the vet back in. Right. But the first day they came out there, they were like, nah, we can play type of deal. <laughs> they were already, like, vets. So right. I was impressed with that. And then I gained their trust. I've been able to play a lot more aggressive yep. and do some of the things I did in my past. Right. Yeah, are you? Uh, what well, you're doing in Cleveland for sure. Well, right? you know what? I I want to. Why we're just talking about that real quick because that was something that came up to my mind when we when we were getting ready here. Like, give me your two cents on why Cleveland is this dysfunctional. I know you guys weren't like horrible when you were there, but just now that you're gone from there and you look at it, like, what is your what's your logic to why they just can't kind of get it going in the right direction there? You got any any anything there? I would say. When I was first there, there was a lot of change. Right. So anytime there's a lot of change in any building, it's hard to, like, build that certain bond. Right. But I do think Coach Hugh, the coach they have there right yeah, now. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. I have a lot of respect for him. I played against him when he was in Cincinnati. And right. People respect him that plays for their team. Right. I just feel like, yeah, they're not winning the games right now. But if I was their organization, I would keep him because what he's doing, he's building up a team. Like, you can't just keep changing and changing. Yes. Just go with the flow or just go with him. Right. And it's not like he's got a lot of talent on his offense to make things happen. So uh, you're you're right about that. It is. It's been a lot of change. Sims has always tried to explain to me, like, the human emotion of, of a football team. And there is things like desperation. And there is things like our back is up against the wall. When you hear people talking shit about your head coach, who I'm sure you respect, is what is that moment like when you look around the locker room? Is there a moment where like we need to do this for him? Does that happen? I mean, we always want to represent our coach. Uh, coach Bowles, I always talk about this. He comes in the facility every morning at four thirty, like four thirty. Beats everybody there. He's every every time you see him, he has a positive attitude. He's the same guy every day. 
I think within and within the front office too, everybody trusts Coach Bowles and what he's doing. And we've won only four games this year, but people on the outside, man, they'll say like, I can see, you know, y'all's team is changing. Completely. And y'all are talented. Everybody's, you know, playing together as a team. So, I mean, you have the outside. That's their job to talk about, you know, wins and losses. But that's why, you know, that's their job. That is their job. So just in the building, as Sims knows, when you're a team, you don't really care about stuff like that because yeah. that's why you're there in the first place. You're right. Win. You're not listening to that You noise. do it every day. Yeah. Right. Uh, you guys, so the Saints, their defense, I, I'm going to give them credit for the first defensive unit to do the pictures together. And mm-hmm. now everybody's fucking doing it. I saw the Steelers doing it. I saw everybody doing it. You guys, though, I was there on the Thursday night when you beat the shit out of the Bills, and I did a Jets chant, and I didn't even know where that came from. But you guys were out there, and you were all dancing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing the Ravens dancing at timeouts. Right. Is that like I feel like now with this celebration rule, all of a sudden football players can be people again. Do you feel that? I do feel like that. Like You score a touchdown, you do want to celebrate, and you don't want to get a 15-yard penalty because you – worked your butt off all offseason to get in the end zone. Right, right. So I feel like that was a good choice to bring it back. But us dancing on the field, if you come to our practice, yeah. play that music, our, the young dudes, they know every dance. You know, I'm old. So I don't dance like <laughs> he's that. saying he's old, but, he's 28. That's the way it is in football. Now, <laughs> that's what's, right. that's what's fucking crazy. When you're 30, you're like, holy shit, I'm older than everybody. What's going wow, on here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But they dance every day. Like, I'll do my little dance. I'll do my little two-step. But every every day the defense runs on the field, even some of the people on offense, because, you know, offensive players aren't as swaggy as defensive players. <laughs> but every time they run on the field, they dance. And it gets sometimes with Bo's like, hey, man, y'all come on and stop dancing. Get ready. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so funny. But just to have, like, people that passionate to be there, is what makes our team special, I guess. Is it in the locker room that like people talk about what we're going to do this week? Is it on the field where it gets figured out? How does the touchdown dance thing go right now? I would say the Jets thing is all organic. Oh, it we is. Don't, it? We don't we don't plan pre-plan. A lot of these teams are, like doing like stuff in the end zone when they get in there. Right. But our team it's like that all the time. Like definitely Jamal. Jamal is always yelling and dancing. Right. And sometimes like Jamal be quiet. Another but crazy just, kid from you know LSU. <laughs> right. We have so many LSU cats on our team now, definitely DBs. But just to have him in that Claiborne, locker room, we kind of yeah. like a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, say if you are like kind of like, oh, I don't feel like being here today type deal, which you should wouldn't be there all, every day because it's football. But it does happen. Like, I get you. But I know. just to hear him yelling in the corner in his locker, you're like, all right, come on, let's do yeah. this. Right. Let's get up. Because right. you're right. You need a lot. You need guys in the locker room that are going to bring energy to the field every day. So that's, right. always, so that's why I'm at Bleacher Report. That's who you I'm are. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I'm not. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. So you had a bye week. Uh, what's, what's your, what's your week? Like, so today it's off. It's Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday before Thanksgiving. You had practice yesterday? We did have practice yesterday. All right. And then he gave you the normal Tuesday off. Tuesday off. Okay. Did you have to be there? Did you have to do anything on Sunday? Sunday? No. So you got the full weekend off too? Full weekend. I celebrated my little girl's birthday on Sunday. Hey. Hey, happy birthday. Uh, And then (laughs) what about last week? What was the schedule for last week? Because I'm always interested to see just how they do it. Everybody's a little different. So last week we stayed. So we came in Tuesday, right? And then Wednesday we uh, we did a workout as a team. And yeah. Much they're like, "Hey, make sure you go home, be in shape, and all that's good stuff." Right. And then they gave us the rest of the week off. Okay, that's pretty good. So yeah. then you get a, a practice day on Monday. That's an extra day. So right. and then you get Tuesday off, and then you hit Wednesday running. Okay, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Now yesterday, uh, when you're at practice Monday, you start watching like Carolina Panthers film. They already get into that a little bit. You watch Cam and everybody. Right. We, well, first we went in. We seen what we were best at. 
uh, what we weren't as good at and things we needed to improve on right. because they had the time like to review everything and yeah. all that good stuff. Self-scout. And then we watched some of the Panthers. So in practice on Monday, we did, uh, you know, scout team versus the first D. Yeah. They ran some of their plays. Right. And the Panthers, they have a different offense. Yes. Different. That's a so thing. College-ish, you be right? Disciplined. Yeah. right? You have like one and a half weeks of what their new offense is compared mm-hmm. to what they were running with Calvin Benjamin because now it looks completely different. Way different. It's not even close. Yeah. yeah. And have you played against Cam before? Three times. Three times. I mean, mm-hmm. tell people what it's like when you play against Cam. Because I would think as a defender, he'd be real annoying when he does that first down shit. And you right. probably want to be like, man, shut <laughs> your ass up. That would piss me off as a player. So, But just tell like the first, what you see him. Because I don't think people realize how big he is when you see him in person uh-huh. and all that. So he's kind of like a rockless burger when you're trying to you know, tackle him with right. sacks and stuff like that. Because right. he's huge. Right. So you have to get like a good hold of him. But every time you play against Cam, you can't just sit back in the zone because he's going to take off and run yes. and all that stuff. Right. The DBs get tired. So I think um, when you play him, you, you have to pressure him. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to beat Cam because he can take off with his legs. He'll buy time. got strong on make any throw. Right. And you don't want him to get going. Because once he, he gets going, oh. he's as good as anybody. Right. Does he talk crap out on the field at all or he just does his little thing and just annoys the crap out of everybody? He just, most of the time he does his thing. Yeah. Sometimes he chirps back, but it, most of the time Cam can be Cam. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 Cam. He's the man. You know, when you're that big and you're that impressive, sometimes you can talk. Yes. That's kind of what you've earned. He's fearless. Uh, um, so you're in this division, and it's like the Patriots every freaking year. Mm-hmm. And it, mentally, when you're getting ready to play them, does it does that week feel different? It. I mean, it's a division game for one, and you do know, like, hey, we have to beat the Patriots because they win a lot of games. So that game is very important. But every game in the NFL is important, of which course. is the technically right answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. But I hear you. When you play the Patriots, yeah, you need to turn it up a notch because every game I played, Tom Brady has been close besides one time, but he's beating us on two fourth quarter drives, like at the end right. of the game. That's right. true. Last so year, like, after the bye, you guys went out there and were right there the whole game, and he kind of yeah. got, yeah, some late throws. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's he's the goat. I give him his credit. Yeah, he, he's he's the man. There's no doubt. There's no denying that. I know. Just so, so talk about that experience. Just what it's like playing him. Does he a, is he a chirper at all, or he he can say some yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. I've been no, on the field no. with him he, too. He, he will. He's definitely a fiery guy. He is. He's a fiery guy. I mean, he'll he'll say certain things sometimes, but he yells at his he's own. Like, guys. He's like the ultimate competitor, right? So I respect him a lot, and you can't never count him out. I don't care if you go by thirty points. Like he's gonna try to come back like, right in the Super Bowl. Last game, real fourteen, did what he did. Yeah, so. I know he's he is he's unreal. Uh, quickest receiver you've played against? Quickest receiver I've ever played against? Because you've played a lot of slot corner. Yeah, uh, let me see. Quickest uh, Antonio Brown, but a lot yeah. of times they have him at the X. Yep. So strongest receiver. You no, know, I against. used to, I used to play against uh, Jordan Norwood. Wow, yeah, the Broncos. Falcons. He's right. not the yeah. fastest, but he got some wiggle. Oh, no doubt about him it. And, uh, Emmanuel. Yeah, how about, how about straight fast that you're worried about the go? Straight fast? Oh, Josh Gordon. Oh. Yeah. Josh Gordon get up on you, and you think you can run. So when it comes to Josh, people are like, hey, could he come back? And we go, we don't know what mental space he's in. Mm-hmm. You've I've been on the same team as him. Do you expect him to be back in the NFL? Yeah, I expect him to be back. And I, I got something to share about Josh. I had invited Josh to come up to New York because I had the event for Screenway, which is like a lifestyle type of deal. But oh, nice. I invited him up. I said, hey, man, I'm going to have a, you know, event at this pool, such and such. And Josh texted me back. He said, hey, man, I'm focused. I'm down here in Florida. I'm trying to get back and play. 
Good. So when he takes that back, the old Josh should be like, hey, I'm going to come out there. Right. And get, get we'll have we'll have fun well, yeah, and whatever else. Yeah, we'll have a drink in the yeah. offseason. Right. But the new Josh, like, he's focused. He's determined to prove something. That's Hell good to yeah. Hear. yeah. That's awesome. Josh Gordon is one of those guys. In fact, the first time I ever saw him, I was at a Cleveland Browns practice, and I just was like, holy shit, that is Josh Gordon. Yeah. He just is another guy. When you see him in person, you cannot get over the size, right. and that a big guy can run like that. Yes. Uh, so that's cool to see. Best hands in a receiver you faced. Best hand, Antonio Brown. He is that good, huh? Yeah. It's amazing. So Sims doesn't have. Tell him. Tell him well, where you got him. I, I think Antonio Brown's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't think I always go like I don't. I don't think he's as good as Odell. I don't think he's as good as Julio Jones. He's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna he's gonna be in the like Hall number, of Fame. I'm, 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 like Antonio Brown. The offense helps him. And, him. him and Roethlisberger work well together. No, they do look exactly at, right. Look at Mike Wallace. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a great point. Exactly right. I hear you. Mike Wallace ain't been heard of since he left Pittsburgh. Right. He's still a good player. I'm not. I know. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. But yes, he's not the national name that right. he once was. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, people. That's the other thing too. I mean, Big Ben. I always felt like it was a little underrated as far as one of the all-time great quarterbacks. A guy that's been to three Super Bowls. He's definitely one of the best downfield throwers mm-hmm. you've ever had to play. So I always would just like because. It's not that I hate on Antonio. Antonio is the man. It's just sometimes we get people on here that are just like, he's the best receiver in football because his stats are the best, period. And I'm just, there's more of the football than stats. So I yeah. just try to put that into perspective. You got to take yeah. on LeVar Ball. What do you think? I love LeVar Ball. I really do. You're talking about basketball. The, yeah, the basketball, the dad. Oh. Big baller brand. What do I think about him? Yeah. I feel like. I mean, he's trying to, you know, put his brand out there, like, however he's trying to do it. Yeah. So, all respect to him. I respect anybody that's trying to... Make money for yeah, themselves. Yeah, pretty much make money right. for themselves. Everybody just has their own I formula, agree. I should say. Yes. I think it's funny because people get really uncomfortable when people are loud. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, are you listening to what they're saying? No, you're just you're you're upset about the volume. Right. Okay, well, then you have a volume problem. Well, like right. Donald Trump, who's the loudest person ever okay uh i can't help it sorry i I can't help it i'm having fun just listening to your football thoughts so i'm gonna i want to rattle off some other things too dbs in football right now like all right first of all i think jalen ramsey's the best corner in football Mm -hmm. no disrespect to anybody else out there have you seen jacksonville i'm filming any crossover stuff this year just what they're doing on defense Uh, i know uh, but i don't know if you've seen their defense but well you know me and tashawn gibson we like brothers that's right okay so uh I always text him. I say, man, y'all really that good? And he's like, yeah, we're really that good. So Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he does a good – he's a long corner. And yeah. Usually you get one of them big corners, it's going to be like he's going to be good or he's going to be terrible. A bust, right. But he's good. And I respect him. Before we played him, they said their DBs are really good. So, yeah. you know, we have to run the ball. Right. But I got a lot of respect for him. So top DBs, I say Jalen Ramsey. And I always like Gibson. I People – I think he's a little overlooked. But he's like a, a true football player. He's not the fastest, he's not the quickest, but he can he, play football. Always around the ball. Always. always. And you love Xavier yeah. Rhodes, too. I do. I love Xavier Rhodes. Man, I'm missing out some other corners, too. I'm choking under the pressure right now. But, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I mean, I love watching good corner play. I mean, right. cornerbacks uh, are the greatest athletes on the football field. From the standpoint of running fast, 
jumping the highest, the most explosive, at least in my now. Now yeah, some Buster, now agree? some of you guys. Yeah, no, best athletes on the field might not yeah. have the best hands. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But some of you guys can't shoot a basketball or dribble <laughs> or do any shit like that. <laughs> like Rondé Barber, you know, he was my my boy when I was playing in Tampa. Uh-huh. I mean, if you saw him dribble, you'd be like, "Are you four years old learning how to dribble <laughs> right. a basketball?" He'd be like pushing it down like. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yes, but you guys are the freakiest athletes in football. Right. I think I think cornerback, quarterback, and receivers. Like if you have confidence, even if you're not the most gifted athletically, yeah, those are like the hardest positions to play. Because right. Regardless, they're gonna like a corner. The ball's gonna keep coming that way, regardless whether you like it or not. Quarterback, you touch the ball every play. Right. And receiver, like the ball's gonna come whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. Any other positions you can kind of hide. Yes, but that's you, true. You know what I'm saying? You can hide a D line, offensive right. line, all that good stuff. But you can't hide with them in three positions. Go ahead. You want to ask something no, else? Go. All right. I was gonna. I'm, I'm, this You're feening right now. I am feening because he's got me rolling now, and I'm all <laughs> my shits going in my head. So, other thing I always try to tell people because uh, oh. I always try to say, like, listen, the NFL's got the greatest athletes in the world, plain and simple. I always say if, like, you and Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown and Jalen Ramsey wanted to play soccer from the age of 10, we would whoop this shit out of Spain or anybody else and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, we I get some feedback like, oh, no, Ronaldo would run by Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, right. Like, Crazy. get out of here. <laughs> Crazy. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, that. I try to tell people, like, the NFL, the, the track story, aspect of it again like guys like yourself and Jalen Ramsey and Odell if you decided at the age of 15 you could go on and be in the final heat for the Olympic right. medals 100 even meters now, even now like football we need to choose to lift weights and all that so if I ran track I would lose like 15 pounds and be fast as shit super fast right I'm already fast but yeah but like I'd be super fast if I lost 15 pounds <laughs> right thank you I'm glad see I'm glad I got him here to clarify this is just some the Parisi stuff you guys are like in that like center and they're like you're the fastest person ever well I'm it, to it, tell you, when I went to Parisi yeah I weighed 172 pounds out of college right and the first day I ran a 4-3 yes. and then Martin's like alright 172 but I don't think you can get drafted if you weigh 172 and I gained 13 pounds yeah, yeah. right and still ran 4-2-9 damn 4-2-9 mm-hmm Man. Damn. All right, so who uh who just ran uh Tyree Kills what a four four two nine? Uh, he, he was something like that. Is there anybody that you go, damn, they're fast? Because you're a four two nine and that damn that's yeah. fast. Tyree Hill, his like stop and start is incredible. Oh, it's incredible. incredible. His ex- he's top speed in two right. steps. He's yes. like the type that catch a hitch. Right. And like you might as well shoot your gun because he might run around the corner on you. And he's coming for you in two weeks. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for him, but yeah. uh, you know I'm the ultimate competitor. I know of you're not backing down. When you that. were in Cleveland, did you play Steve Smith at the end of his career? I did. I played Steve Smith for the Ravens, and I don't think he liked me. Yeah, I was going to say, because the, the, the level of his shit talking is so high, mm-hmm. did you face any of that? Yeah. And what, what do you me, hear? He told me he did not like me. <laughs> uh, first play of the game, we played uh, the Ravens, and I slammed him on the sideline and ran a hitch. And he got up. He said, it's going to be a long game for you. Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't a long game at all. He had one more catch. <laughs> but I, I, I got a lot of respect for him because you, like, you can be with certain D coordinators and they'll say, don't get this guy going. Don't get him mad. Right. Some players get mad. They can't focus no more. Yeah. Like, they just start dropping balls. But he get mad. He gets better. Yeah, he's going to go for 200. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you better know what you're dealing with. <laughs> so did you say anything back? Huh? No, nah, I just kind of looked at him, kept my cool, but he didn't care. Like he was, he was still at me and stuff. I'm yeah, like, come on. Uh, nickel corners. I mean, there's corners that are feisty, but then nickel corners—they're different. 
they're they got an extra level of feistiness because right. they got to actually tackle too a lot more. And they more. have to guard like, the you, entire you're, like you're involved in the run game. You're right. You're an right. extra linebacker. So mm-hmm. they have a total different even like shit talking mentality. And I could see it in his eye that he's got it. I could already <laughs> see it. I don't we, have to know him that we, well. We have to start wrapping, which sucks. I have a question. So you've been in New York now how long? Third year. Are you living actually in the city fourth. or are you living in Jersey? I live in Jersey. From what you thought New York was going to be like, because you have a you have that accent. Yeah. What has New York been like for you? In New York is great. I'm gonna live up here when I'm done playing. You're and feeling I, I, it. I've been doing a lot of stuff. So uh, when I was in the South, though, you had some people, you know, move down from down south, and they come down there with that deep accent, <laughs> and you know, everybody from New York hard and all that. I yeah. Said, Man, I will never go to New York. <laughs> but I interned up here, and uh, where'd you intern? Out at the Doman Group on Wall Street because I knew I was gonna get a contract. So I interned on Wall Street right. for three months straight, and. I started falling in love with New York, and the Jets offered me. And I told my agent, I said, if Miami offered me, I don't care. I'm going to Miami. I don't care what it is. Right. And they offered me the same thing the Jets offered me, and I chose to stay here. Ah, uh-huh. so it's wh- growing on you. Yeah, with the taxes and all, I chose to oh, stay here. Dude, <laughs> I mean, half of my salary is fucking gone. It's insane. <laughs> but I'm like you. I'm from the Philly area, and now I'm, like, addicted to New York. But what mm-hmm. were you interning for? What was the, the main thing you were trying to get out of it? Like stocks, bonds, uh, CDs, everything. So what else are you interested in? What else do you do? So I have a brand called Screenway. You can go on uh, screenway.com. Awesome. Any social media, Screenway. We'll tweet that out too. What we do is, you know, every time you have a charity event, it's like serious and everybody, oh, thanks for helping. People ready to go. Right. So what we do is we'll have like a lifestyle event. So we did a lifestyle event on a yacht. Uh, We met with the right people that let us use a yacht. And the money that people chose to buy the tickets, uh, it all went towards – you know, giving back. So what we did with that that yacht money yesterday, we did this big uh, turkey giveaway. We gave over we gave over uh, three hundred turkeys. And Hell today yeah. in Newark, we're giving over two hundred and fifty hot meals. So it's like you go to a lifestyle event and they're like upscale. I mean, fun, good crowd. And then you know, I pay for this ticket for this certain you know event down the line to help people. So right. you get to have fun. That's cool. And then you know that that money later goes towards good stuff. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you're good, good peeps, you. man. We appreciate you coming by for 141, the 41. Bust the screen. No bullshit with that BS right here. Uh, what do I What do I need to know about this game this weekend? This game this weekend, yeah, you're going to get the best Jets. of the best. I mean, right now, it's like do or die. We yeah. need to win every game, so we're going to come out shooting our awesome. gun for sure. Fucking screenway.com. Check it out. Bust your screen. The baddest motherfucker right now. Thanks, awesome. Man. Thank appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.